I need this rock. I need this more than you can ever imagine. It's a very special episode of Fresh on the Heels this week. It's a fucking live in your house edition. <laughs> Legion of Hume, we are celebrating Jay's 31st birthday. We've got all downhill from here. All downhill from here. Quinn, tell us what we're drinking here, mate, because it's a very special batch. Yeah, so what we've got here is a bottle of Terramana tequila, the Reposado, um, which some of you may know as the tequila brought to us by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Our Lord and, Lord and Saviour. Our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to... just. Uh, toast Jamie's birthday real quick before we get into the nitty gritty of the show. <sighs> so take your shot, <sighs> gentlemen. Are we doing this now? We're yeah. doing it now, yeah. I feel like this would probably be better saved for uh, later on in the day. Cheers, Cheers get boys. That, get that clink. Yeah. Clink. Yeah. Clinky. What does it smell like? Well, don't smell it. I That's wouldn't smell it. it. If you don't I mean, it's really it. nice, Dwayne. Good job. Well done, The Rock. Thanks, Dwayne. Ugh. Maybe not, thank you, Dwayne. No, actually, it's got better. That's some good shit, brother. Ugh. Right. That tastes better than last time, actually. So tell us what we've got in store for today, Webo. So it's a very special episode today. We're ignoring everything that's happened in the week of wrestling to focus entirely on the anniversary of Ugh. WrestleMania 17. Sunday just gone, wasn't it? 20, 20 yeah, years, yeah, it 20 yeah. years. So, we're talking about WrestleMania 17 from the Reliant Astrodome in Houston, Texas. 67,925 people. That was a record in 2001. We're curtailing everything current for today. We're not curtailing. doing... We're not doing Professional Gessler. If you're here... We're not. If oh. you are listening for Professional Gessler, you're in the wrong fucking place. Well, I'm leaving. If you are listening for Mark Rushmore, you're in the wrong fucking place. We are purely talking about WrestleMania 17... The greatest until ever. And some other stuff. Carrie and some other stuff, yeah. What what will make the edit? Who knows? We're not doing professional wrestling. We're not doing professional wrestling oh, today. Man. I don't. He literally came with no running order. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. No professional well, didn't have any ready anyway. None. <laughs> None ready. <laughs> None. Well, I reckon I could probably give you the clues from previous professional wrestlers and you still. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we'll kick off with the opener, shall we? Yeah. We'll we'll pepper in some facts as we go. Yeah. You know, um, we we uh we don't have all that information to hand, but luckily there's Wikipedia, so before we jump into it, I do have something for you guys. Oh, go a on little, oh, yeah. a little been waiting for this. Brain teaser, as it were. So interestingly enough, the question I want to put to you guys is there are six wrestlers that main evented both WrestleMania and WCW's equivalent Starcade. Okay. And do you think you could name them? <laughs> um, uh, when you say main event, are we talking like top of the card? Yeah, actual main event, yeah. So these guys main evented both WrestleMania and Starcade. There are only six. We can do it now or you can, I'll give you the... Probably Hogan. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan uh, main evented eight WrestleManias and three Starcades. Lovely. Flair? Nope. Austin. Ramon. So you've got two. You've got Rick Hulk Hogan, 
and you've got Austin. Austin, Austin main evented Starcade. He did, yeah. He's main evented three WrestleManias. Yep. And he has main evented one Starcade in 1991. After wrestling and winning his tag team encounter with partner Rick Rude versus Van Hammer and Big Josh. <laughs> Austin qualified for a Battle Bowl main event. Which Big was won, Josh! Which was, which was won by Sting. The tag match with Rick Rude, Van Hammer and Big Josh was a qualifying match to get him into the Battle Bowl main event in which Austin took part in but was won by Sting. Okay, okay. okay. So we've had Hogan, Austin. Kevin Nash? No. no. Bret Hart? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's three. Bret Hart, three WrestleManias, one Starcade. We'll come back to this. Yeah, we'll get back to it. We'll, We've got we'll a time to think about names, it. Yeah. Best Mania ever? One of. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've got to say one of. We'll go around the room then. Who's rivaling it? 30. 30 with Debray. Yes, Mania. Yes, Mania. What about you, Quinn? Mine, just for personal preference, because it's the first one for me that I really remember it really stood out, was... was 2000 or so 16 that's yeah. 16 but that's one of the worst ones isn't it it like, is yeah it's yeah. not it's not like the main event is I don't, I've, I've watched it back um, recently and I, and I don't rate the main event really the man Some in every corner but it had like the 15 man hardcore match was really cool the introduction it was the first of the trilogy between um, the Dudleys Edge and Christian and first. the Hardys oh, okay. first triple threat ladder match yeah triple threat ladder match Jericho, Benoit and Angle Jericho, Benoit and Angle yeah so there are some some type of it was the only Wrestlemania as well where there was not a single singles match on the card oh really that's interesting no. that is interesting no. I hope you've got some nuggets for this Mania that we're doing today <laughs> yeah. 17 Jamie remember 17 yeah. Yeah. frantically googling so this is like the first Mania since uh, they kind of killed off their competition wasn't it this is the first Mania where WCW is officially dead yeah so they're kind of they're in like their confident stride at this point yeah we've had the Austin win the Rumble right yeah going into this one we had uh, some beef between Shane and Vince around who bought WCW. Yeah. Okay, so first match then. Two of our favourites, I think it's fair to say, on the pod, because it was Mount Rushmore's very own Chris Jericho. Yeah. Defending the IC title against Umi Nipple. (laughs) William Umi Nipple Eagle. Exactly, yeah. Great seeing Jericho. It was just before he'd gone on to unify the titles. First ever man to do so. He was IC champ at this point, and he'd been having a bit of a feud with Regal, who was the commissioner at the time. Regal had Tajiri as his butler or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Regal's commissioner, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then I think this is where we get the... the P and the T, yeah. The yeah, that's what's Care started. for a spot that's of that. P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got that. And, and I think we can all remember Regal's face <laughs> as he drank the that's, tea. That's tart. <laughs> Something like that. Brilliant. And yeah, so he'd been putting Jericho in like handicap matches with the Dudley boys and stuff. Yeah, he'd yeah. been basically jobbing him out. And they had a pretty good match. It was nice seeing Regal like in his prime. After. Yeah, two years running in the first match, Regal. So 17-18, Regal's in the first match of the night for the IC title. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 18, he loses it to RBD. Yeah, so he, he lo- loses the match. So Jericho retains with a yeah. lion salt, which we yeah. were talking about a moment ago before we came on the court, that you don't really see him win matches with that. It's normally... It's normally every wrestler has that one move, don't they, that gets kicked out of constantly. I think 
Matt Hardy famously had the side effect, which just never, never won yeah. a match. Um, but yeah, he hits it and, and he beats Regal to retain. And when you think about the card, it's maybe not the match I'd have put on first because that's more of like a, a technical wrestling masterclass between them two. I'd have yeah. maybe opened up with the hardcore match. I think, or, the, or the TLC or something. See, I see. I think for me, I think again, as we have established, Jericho was on my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think to me, if I was in that stadium and the first entrance music I hear is is Jericho's hit, then yeah. then yeah, maybe maybe that would get the pop that they were looking for. That's a good point. And if you think about the rest of two thousand and one for Jericho, it maybe actually shows you what the company thought of him at the time. Mm-hmm. So up next, we had the six man tag team match. There was a nice little promo backstage with Bradshaw in the APA office yeah. talking about how he'd grown up in that stadium basically watching uh, insert sports team name here <laughs> winning things and he gets them all fired up and they're teaming with Taz to take on the right to censor. What a great stable. So I think they did this based on the fact that people were genuinely writing in complaining about the amount of tits and ass I, I think... Again, the the one of this the one of those stables that sticks in my memory for one of the bi- a bigger stable that was around longer when we first started watching wrestling, and I think the the whole setup between it is like and they were doing the, like we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago with the Miz being that great heel because you hate him and that sort of stuff, and I remember him coming coming on on SmackDown on a Saturday we watched SmackDown Saturday morning and I. For fuck's sake, I hate these guys. The music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was awful. awful. And if if you think where they pulled them all from, so you've got Bull Buchanan, who came in as like a right hand man to Big Boss Man. Val Venus, which. (laughs) Val Venus' finishing move was called the Money Shot. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously. The Godfather going on to the Good Father, yeah, and, and the making use of the biggest jobber of them all, Stevie Richards. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, Bull Buchanan went on to be, I swear, you got called B squared or something. You had like a hip hop gimmick. Or oh, something. maybe with our truth or K Quick. Yeah, even maybe Albert at some point. The yeah. hip hop hippo or something. I don't know. Oh God, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, bad. But hometown boy Bradshaw gets the win with the stiffest <laughs> clothesline <laughs> on his on, friend. On his friend, the good father. <laughs> Imagine if he didn't like you. Imagine <laughs> if it was Maro and Al in there. What me? <laughs> so yeah, a bit of a throwaway match. Shame about Taz as well because he'd gone from I think the year before, uh, two thousand was a was Taz's breakout year, and he'd he'd look pretty good. I think he did. He he was the first guy to beat Angle, right? I think Angle was, was undefeated for a long time. Yeah, he beat him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he just never really worked out for Taz. He probably ended up on commentary maybe the year after this. I feel like he was already on it. I swear in one of the promos in this, you hear his voice on commentary. Oh, okay. So maybe he's still having some matches whilst doing commentary. I might be wrong, but it yeah. sounded like he was in one of the vignettes or something. I think he was... Uh, Taz was another one, wasn't he, that was snapped up by sort of like the the downfall of ECW and and somebody to be given a good contract to the big leagues as it were yeah. and just maybe underutilised I think yeah um, definitely he came in didn't he I think his debut he, he was he was actually ECW champion yeah when he came in right okay and then um, he was soon disbanded but yeah he kind of never really hit those highs did he Taz he's very no. good yeah yeah, yeah that got title loads in, and then he, he won the tags I think with Spike Dudley at one point yeah, I mean that that, that 
proves my point, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some talk of him being a bit unsafe, wasn't there, I think, with Taz. And I think that's why they went a bit cold on him. One of the best suplexes oh, that yeah. I can remember seeing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Very him good. and Angle, I think, are probably the best. <laughs> and we also had as well, in this match, Farouk and Bradshaw. Bradshaw would obviously go on maybe not the year after this but maybe the year following 2003 repackaged as yeah. JBL I don't so, even think it was as late as that I honestly think after the invasion angle was it that soon and was it was it? yeah because he, 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 the whole reason they got it was the brand split but he went, he went on to be like hardcore champion for a bit didn't he on his own yeah I think the sort of repackaging would because of the brand split they split they, they stupidly the first couple of drafts were they chose to split up the Dudley Boys wow. and the Acolytes Reverend or IPA whatever they were at the time yeah um, so I think that kind of built into that and, and we, I'm sure we've discussed this before but there wouldn't have been he wouldn't have got to the heights that he did if there wasn't a brand split I don't think I think he was uh, I mean the whole point of the brand split though is to basically create new stars isn't it and Bradshaw, you could probably argue, as, as maybe the top person who benefited most yeah. from the brand split. Yeah, I think there's a good way to look at that. You have people that you would have never seen as champion that you're glad that you did. So I think we would have probably never seen the title on Rey Mysterio if there mm. wasn't a brand split. No. But then we also saw the title on the Great Carly. <laughs> so <laughs> Hall of Fame. Future Hall of Fame. Yeah. Can't wait for that speech. I wonder what wonder what Great Carly was doing at during WrestleMania 17. <laughs> So we then moved on to the hardcore match, triple threat match. Oh, so yeah. I always got confused with this because I thought this was the big uh, championship scramble, which they wrongly advertised as a battle royale. But that was the year before yeah. with mm-hmm. Hardcore Holly botching the finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this that year, was the 15 man one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Minutes, and and Hardcore Holly was yeah. not supposed to win the match, but uh, the referee accidentally counted three prior to the timer ticking down. So then he won the title and then they fucked it. But this year it was Raven, Big Show and Kane. Yeah. Do you boys remember much about how we got to this point with these three? Because Kane, for me, was kind of like the the top of his game in 2001. He definitely just had the biggest rumble of his life. I think he got the record eliminations, but Austin went on to win it. I think That's he eliminated right, yeah. Kane to win it. Whereas this seems like a bit of a weird position for him to be in. Yeah, because then only a few months later he's in the, the whole Undertaker... Brothers of Destruction, two man power trip, yeah. So oh, he kind of had the yeah. hardcore title for long because he won the match, didn't he? But yeah, it was a bit weird. I don't know how they, I don't think there was ever actually storyline for hardcore title. I mean, I mean that's the pretense of the hardcore title, isn't it? Like yeah. you weren't expecting people to have long reigns with it. I'm, I think Raven probably had a good run with it, to mm. be fair. And but yeah, I don't really remember a build up to this storyline. I don't know how the two giants got themselves involved. But I, what I do remember from watching this as a kid is that it almost put the hardcore title, I elevated it a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I think having t- such two big names like Big Show and uh, Kane in that match with him, it's not just this mad uh, anyone can pin anyone match. It was very much, I, yeah. know, I know they went backstage and stuff, and obviously we just spoke about quite a funny moment backstage where Raven almost cut the power to the entire stadium. Yeah. During that match, I think I it was mean, something daft like two inches away from this main. Yeah. Can you imagine? Which makes you think, why is the entire stadium <laughs> run on one extension? Yeah. <laughs> They'd run out of cable. There in the middle, of this just a path. Oh, it's nuts. Uh, we talk about this mania very fondly because it's one of our favourites. Can you imagine if Raven ever hit that wire? Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
<laughs> we wouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this particular episode. We wouldn't be speaking Raven's name, mate. He'd be dead. A pretty fun match as well. So Raven gets thrown through a window. Yeah. Uh, there was a little bit backstage where there was like this sort of like little caging area set up that uh, conveniently there, wasn't it? Right, it's yeah. <laughs> Obviously, for a, a, every good stadium should have a cage. <laughs> And uh, Kane tries to, sorry, Big Show tries to lock himself and Raven in this cage so he can just decimate him and pin him. And Kane just absolutely no sells the padlock and just rips it off the door. Yeah. I think Kane and Big Show went through a wall as well. Yeah. A really sturdy paper then, mache wall. And the finish, the finish is sort of all on, the more on top of each other, isn't it? And and so what happens is Big Show picks up Raven to do a big strongman press off the stage. Yeah. Kane, big boot show. They both fall off. So, Show and Raven fall off, and then Kane does an elbow yeah. drop off the stage. And the ref counts from about six feet away, just like. Yeah, the ref counts on the side, doesn't he? Yeah, the, yeah. He pops on the side, yeah. But we have a new champion, and we're going to pretend that this is 2001, because, you know, I've got a man next to me who's 10, 31 of age, but he's dressed like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> if you're interested in seeing it, get on the Instagram. Yeah, oh yeah. At Fresh on the Heels. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, tell all your friends about us, give us five star ratings on ACAS, because. We'll slowly climb that ladder. We're, we're going trying to get a push, but what? Jay, I want to come to you first, mate. Where do you think we'll be next for Kane with this hardcore title? <laughs> I don't know. I think he might have it for about sixteen days and then drop it. And then, um, and Very then, specific. And then he might go on to win the IC title and tag titles. And stuff Who do you like think that. he might drop it to? Um, maybe, uh, maybe Raven again. <laughs> That's yeah, not a that, that, yeah. that could work. Yeah. Obviously, up next, then we had Eddie Guerrero with Perry Saturn. Latino he. Latino he. Perry Saturn in a, a white. <laughs> oh, God's like, sake, I forgot about Perry Saturn. Hat, hat. Yeah. Like a furry white. The hat, hat that he was wearing, like it had been made by your dad if he was going to like a 60s night dresses of him. Against Test. Test was the champion at this point. And I thought, mate, I definitely watch wrestling from 2000 to 2003 religiously I couldn't tell you much about Test yeah he was always he was supposed to marry background. Steph right yeah so he's in a big yeah, idea with that with, with Triple H and stuff I don't think they ever actually had a blow off match about that though no I think he was kind of in part of that almost like a, an authority kind of group back then so when they were doing the whole ministry and corporation thing the corporation was built up of as we discussed last night, didn't we? Shane and his friends from school, literally, yeah, the main street bosses yeah. were his mates from school. And then Test was kind of linked in that somehow. Yeah. I think that was maybe because he was Steph's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Trips date rapes her. And, oh, it doesn't. Sorry, I said date rape her. <laughs> Marry rapes her. <laughs> <laughs> Sniff this rag, Steph. He roofies her. And yeah. then they get what married. What that that won't be on Peacock. <laughs> So yeah, I I only really remember uh, TNA, yeah, so, like the introduction of Trish. Yeah, yeah. Trish Stratus. So Stratus. what my question mm-hmm. then is is, so I presume that Test as a European champion at WrestleMania seventeen is post TNA. No, 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 pre. You what? So Trish got involved with the McMahons and then went to Test yeah. and Albert. Yeah, this is definitely pre. I don't think Test won a title after this. But I don't think Trish got into the McMahons until after TNA. Yeah, of course he did. He was the he was the Intercontinental Champion. At the unification, what was it? Oh. Yeah, so it was Edge was US champion and he was IC, oh, right. and they unified okay. them at that. I thought TNA was a bit later. 
I thought TNA was Trish's first. Yeah, I think it was. I think TNA were before this. And then he cut his hair short and had a bit of a weird singles run, and that was. Yeah. Yeah. They did, because they took over APA for a bit, didn't they? They were T and APA. T and APA. No. You don't remember that? No. Oh, they were, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they years of therapy have got me away. There was a. Hippo. I don't know where APA disappeared to, but um, you know, remember the whole setup, which was just a door. It mm-hmm. didn't have walls. It was like a door and then a poker table. Yeah, that was for a little bit. It was T and APA. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't remember that at all. I think well, it's very shortly. He went on to call his fan base. His testicles. The testicles. Yes. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I do remember the testicles. Yeah, and he may have feuded with Jericho for a little bit as well, potentially. So he drops the belt to Eddie. A uh, little bit of shenanigans. Perry Saturn gets involved. And Eddie, Dean Malenko. Eddie hits him with the title. Yeah. Yeah, Dean Malenko as well. Yeah. So the radicals are still a thing at this point. I think they are a three-man troop at this point. Yeah, Benoit's turned face. Yeah, isn't he? Benoit and face Eddie's separated. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. Eddie walks out champ. I think going forward, he, I can see Eddie probably becoming uh, WWE heavyweight champion one day. Yeah. I don't know how. I'm not saying that he's going to beat Brock Lesnar, who hasn't debuted yet, but I do think that Eddie could possibly win the belt. So again, another member of my Mount Rushmore. He is, yeah. And I loved his mid-card runs. Like, I really did. That whole... Then he goes into the angle with China. Mm and the metal bar in the roses and and that sort of stuff and and yeah i think he's who was the main foil for that china feud was it jericho with the ic title was it It i think i think he varied i think was it not was there not something with matt hardy for a bit as well and billy gunn at some point yeah billy gunn i think it was kind of like because it because he kind of jumped he jumped from the european to the ic didn't he very quick yeah Maybe. So just as a quick one for our listeners, we're recording this uh, quite inebriated with no running order. We've got WrestleMania 17 on in the background. We've obviously all seen it, but we're kind of just going a bit bit free roam, a bit free bed rule today, isn't it, with the old pot? Yeah. Which brings us nicely on then, if we're speaking about Radicals and Benoit, him and Kurt Angle in a singles match. Oh, this, yeah, this match got a good 15 incredible. minutes as well, which good time on, on a Mania card back in this day considering mm. most of the matches are like nine, eight, nine minutes let's call a spade a spade he was very good at what he did Yeah, for me I always separate the man from the wrestler he was my favourite wrestler yeah. growing up we just up. talk about the character the yeah. professional yeah, then yeah. you can talk about it and he was going to be on your Rushmore right yeah Maybe. yeah, he was until you two fucking chastised me <laughs> <laughs> Benoit man he was so fucking good but you kind of watch it back now and you think, oh, maybe don't do that top rope headbutt. Maybe don't do that German. Oh, it's, it's, it's massively tainted, yeah, unfortunately. And you can see it, I think, if you watch back his matches. You can, it's almost like you can see it unfold. Yeah. And he was, if there's um, an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about him and he talks about how he was so committed to, the, to his job and, and to the gimmick and to, to his character that he refused to cover when he did the headbutts yeah. and, and something yeah, like that and, and, he, he, and he got brought up in Japan you know, which is the stiffest place there is so he wasn't he yeah. doesn't change his ways Kangol wins the match he does it's good he, back and forth they're trying to lock in each other's finishers <clears> for a <throat> bit and then they realise that they're quite equal in terms of skill level so what they try to do is then try locking each other's finishers moves I yeah. think Benoit gets the ankle lock in first uh, and then Angle tries to get the cross face in 
they both know how to escape it pretty quick as well, yeah. which is such a good mm. way of telling the story that they're just smart as fuck wrestlers. Yeah, literally, legitimately. Well. Yeah, yeah, like, obviously, the one thing that I have thought of is if someone tries to put my own move on me, I know how to get out of it straight yeah. away. Uh, they do it really well. Got it on right now. A lovely belly-to-belly suplex, which in current WWE, Michael Cole would call a throw. <laughs> so, yeah, lovely belly-to-belly overhead suplex by Gare Angle and... You could watch these two all day. These two go on to have quite a few big matches at Mania in the years to come. Angle's such an athlete, man. Man, you think about Angle, Michaels. You think oh. about Benoit, Triple H, and Michaels. I think Benoit made him tap, didn't he, in the match? But the ref was down, and that was the whole thing. Angles, Angles was saying, "I've never tapped out, even though it's on TV loads." That yeah. was this thing, like he was in his head. These two are just killing it. What's great about this Mania is that the crowd. I mean, they're a bit quiet right now, but. It's because it's on mute, Jay. <laughs> but, um, they're just loud all the way through, and the pops are great. And it's they talk about in the Edge and Christian talk about it when they talk about the TLC match. They couldn't hear it when they were in the ring, but when you watch it, you can hear it, which is apparently hard to do in a domed arena because oh, the, the really? sound goes up. You got to wait for it to bounce and come back down. So they talk about it on the table for three thing, and they're like, "We thought the crowd was dead the whole time, and then we watched oh, it." Oh like, shit! No, actually. They were hot the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. show pretty much, but yeah, apparently the, the acoustics are a bit weird in the dome. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Because yeah. yeah, like Jay saying. So we spoke earlier about ECW and Paul Heyman's on commentary with with JR. Yeah. I saw JR do a talk in Manchester a few years ago, and somebody posed a question to him like, just everything on that night seemed to just fall right, and he's like, yeah, like I had Paul next to me who was like dying to be good at something because ECW had just folded he was just there working really yeah. and he'd only just got onto comms so he was working his arse off JR I mean, I was love working his arse off really the crowd were nuts everyone in, everyone who stepped in the ring was trying to prove a point and it felt it's, you don't really get that these days on, on the main roster of WWE do you? I think when you talk about yeah. like AEW they're all dying to prove themselves yeah. NXT I mean, you look at some of the past takeovers, they just constantly want to outdo each other, don't they? Yeah. yeah. But this... And at this point as well, they know that the WCW lot are coming in, so they're probably trying to prove that, yeah. nah, this is my spot. Yeah. Like, no one else is having it. Yeah, it, it does seem, you have, like, so like takeover is very much, did you just watch that match, hold my beer, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah Whereas, which you don't, unfortunately, you don't see that much on the main card at all anymore. And also with commentary, I think, like you said, Paul and... and Jim Ross, they, they sort of give it their all and they're, they're as honest as they are. And listening to Jim Ross when we get to the TLC match. Yeah. But now you seem to be that obviously Cole is so by the book. Oh, it's just so, it's every week. It's, it's like he could watch. It's very, the, very, it seems a lot more scripted. He now. could watch the show with his eyes shut, I think, and just do the same commentary for every match. Yeah. Shin. <laughs> Boom. Boom. On every, on every oh, yeah. on the jaw. Boom! What a throw! What a throw! It's a fucking overhead belly to belly suplex. Switching gears now. Oh no, he, he changes it up when Bailey. He likes saying oh, Bailey. Bailey for... the belly. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. likes doing that one. Yeah. But no, the you, you genuinely felt, and again, I know we were young watching this. No, you genuinely angle. felt tapping. the it's tapping. The ref can't see it. Nobody, nobody in the arena knew what was going to happen. You don't feel like Jr. has a clue what's going to happen. No. There's a point in the main event later, which we'll come on to, where Vince holds Stone Cold up. Sorry, Vince holds the rock up, and Stone Cold goes at him with a chair, yeah. and he just cracks him. And JR literally says the words, 
oh, I thought Rock was going to duck because that's such a wrestling yeah, thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, normally. And he didn't. Yeah, yeah and JR's like, oh. He actually did. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, fuck. Yeah. Question I was put to the both of you, in terms of the Crippler crossface, mm. do you think it's not used... I know Brian has his sort of yeah. interpretation of it, doesn't he? Yeah. And and then um, the Miz does something Gargano very does similar Gargano to that. Has a crossface. But it does. He, yeah, is, yeah. It, it is actually yes, a crossface, right? Back, okay, back, so that's back that, statement. That was my my question was going to be: Is yeah, it something that it is just brushed under the carpet and has a, is adapted because of the of what it's carries? Yeah, it or, went away for ages, didn't it? Yeah. it so went the diving headbutt and then Brian started doing it again, which probably. Looking back, he probably shouldn't have done. It's I didn't realise the bank statement was a crossface. Of sorts. Yeah. yeah, like the Gargano escape and... He does like a tilt wheel around him, doesn't he? And then yeah, down yeah. and does a crossface. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered, I, it was something that's always... Because like I said, I knew, there, was, well, I knew there were versions, but I wondered if it was something that they kind of said, maybe somebody said, you don't do that They probably did for a bit. Definitely for a bit, and also I think what happened was is they didn't the, the terminology of it got changed. So a bank statement, a Gargano escape, they are just crossfaces, but they're not called crossfaces. Yeah, and like nobody uses that. Like, I mean, obviously it was the Crippler crossface because he's he was the Canadian Crippler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nobody Pegasus really uses Pegasus crossface Pegasus. anymore. <laughs> back on. He uh, <laughs> Kamala's on his desk. <laughs> Oh, he wants, yeah. me to, he wants me to rub the moon on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> what the bloody hell's going on here? Not the bloody queen. Fucking love it. Bugger off. Regal's faces, man. One of the best. Him and Jericho are the best faces. We actually have a um, what would have probably been a piss break at the time, Ivory versus China. Oh, so no, well, the pro- squash, the, but the the promo behind the it promo is, for the match was yeah. longer than the match. Let me tell you, boys, <laughs> if you two were in the Reliant Astrodome circa two thousand and one, <laughs> and this came on, this should, after that Angle Benoit match, uh-huh. you'd be straight for a piss and a beer. Listen, I, I think this is this is sort of China's uh, big return, isn't it? Is this, this is a one and only women's title yeah. reign she's been IC champion before this yeah. um, but I've got a lot of time for this match and I think it was kind of almost like China's sort of last hurrah in WWE Vince, Vince is finally accepting her as a woman in this point as well she was looking real jack baby real jack so Ivory's part of right to censor she's trying to put away Trish's boobies to the chagrin of everybody in the audience yeah China's coming out and she strips Ivory down to her bare but look at that I man. thought that was Hulk Hogan <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something brother shame to pay for that so let's get the right sense of music on then Jay come on <laughs> next week's episode we're reviewing One Night in China <laughs> <laughs> and then back door to China <laughs> Is, there is that a sequel? Yeah, it's the one with, <laughs> <laughs> with X back in. I thought that was the unfortunate No, I think he I... was in the back door to China. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this match lasted a whole 2 minutes 39 seconds. Is that how much of a squash it was? Yeah. Like I said, the promo before it was longer. 
a rare bit of offence from Ivory. In I liked Ivory, you know, she's good. Nothing really happens apart from China kicking the fuck out of her. <laughs> Ivory gets a few bum punches on the back of her head. And China kind of like right lay, lays on her, doesn't she? To pin her. Yeah, just, yeah. I think is it. Very blase. After yeah. a, a powerbomb or something. Big ass clothesline, yeah. She must powerbomb her. She does the military press. Just drops her behind. Yeah, so she pins her and she drags her up before the two yeah. count. She uses the old L1 trick. Oh, that's a nasty bum. He's on a bum. This can't be... Right to censor can't be around much after this mania, I don't think. No. I don't know how this kind of... I I don't really remember that, but I feel like this might be the... They lost lost both their matches this night, so I feel like maybe this is maybe the beginning of the end. But they also put over two huge stars in China and Bradshaw. (laughs) So, yeah, she powerbombs her. Young up-and-coming JBL. Yeah, so she powerbombs her and she pins her. I didn't realise that right, three, right to Censor was still going under the name of Retribution. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Richards is slap nuts. <laughs> yeah, so China defeats Ivory comfortably in 2 minutes 39 seconds and then we start getting to the real meat and potatoes. Real meat and potatoes of the, the whole show. We have Shane versus Vince in a street fight with Mick Foley as the referee. Yeah. So this may be the first time we've seen Mick Foley since probably the McMahon in every corner. Yeah. But he wasn't ge- no he hadn't been general manager at this point because really No, he hadn't. No, I think it's I think the McMahon in every corner at the mania the year before was maybe his kind of like his guy, his goodbye, wasn't it? His Yeah, because he was supposed to retire at the the no way out before it, wasn't he? Because he lost, but then somehow got one more match. Yeah. Through yeah. Lin- through Linda. So storyline wise, leading into this one, Vince has purchased WCW, and instead of signing the contract when he should have, he's going to sign it at WrestleMania just to be the biggest dick in wrestling. This is a great storyline because Vince is going to finally crush his competition at his baby. But on the Raw leading up to Mania, he's doing a a telecom to the last episode of Nitro ever. That's right, yeah. yeah. On a beach. On a beach, yeah. Yeah, in Florida. Instead of signing the contract, Shane McMahon interrupts. One of my favourite moments in wrestling ever. Because I didn't really know what was going on. I still was of a mind where this might be kind of realish. Yeah, yeah. And Shane McMahon comes out and he says, the name on the contract does read McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. Vince is going nuts in the ring, doing the old ear thing. Like, what did I just hear? And we just find out out of nowhere that Shane is now the owner of WCW. Yeah. So this storyline came came out of nowhere, essentially. I'm, I'm under the impression that I've read that Shane and I think maybe Bruce Pritchard or Jim Ross were sent to Florida mm. to... To essentially sign over WCW okay. to oh, okay. WWF, and it was suggested on a plane by by Shane and, and Jim. I'm pretty sure it's Jim Ross, and they kind of said like that. Should we do this? And it, it almost happened overnight because Shane was already in Florida to 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 help his dad sign the contract because Vince is obviously too lazy to fly over <laughs> to, to do it himself. And then it was born from that. And it's it's just weird though that in this match Vince is the heel, but he owns the WWF. And Shane's the face and he owns WCW. It's a bit of a weird one because then you end up getting the turn, don't you? And Vince is the face when the WF win the 
invasion. So I don't know how they came to that it, point. The whole yeah. invasion angle stinks of the kind of idea that was made up on a plane with no forethought to it. It was like, I, let's just have Shane own it yeah. and then we'll see what it happens. Does, it does sound like that. And, and me and Jamie discussed this last night and it has the potential to be massive. But these big names that WCW had... They were tied to these Time Warner contracts, these lifetime contracts, where essentially they shouldn't have been given the option, but they no. were given the option to either, do you want to sit at home and <laughs> see out your contract? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to come and work for us for less money? And yeah. so you, you, you lost your Stings, your Goldbergs, you, I mean, Brett was never going to go back, you know, and yeah, we got, yeah, we saw them all eventually. But they were past all past their prime, and, yeah. and they were shouldn't have ever come back. Yeah. I don't ever want to see a arm wrestle between Scott Steiner and Triple H again. Um, <laughs> Steiner maths. <laughs> oh, uh, the thirty-three percent. Thirty-three and three quarters. He's not even going. He's not even going to try beat me. So if you take my thirty-three and a third chance, <laughs> and you add in my sixty-six and a quarter dance, then it spells disaster. <laughs> How do numbers spell anything, Scott? You fucking idiot. So yeah, I think not to focus too much on the invasion angle. I think it had the potential to be great, but when I enjoyed the when the, when the, the fir- when the first night the names you're bringing out are, are Hugh are, Morris, b- b- <laughs> Buff Bagwell, Lance Storm, God rest him, Sean Stasiak, Sean Stasiak. Yeah, maybe your biggest name was Booker T. So apparently, Sean Stasiak got um, you know his whole gimmick was running into things all the time. That was what they did. They, they made him like run into doors and stuff. He was like chasing someone. I don't know. But that's apparently got given that because he leaked that WCW wrestlers were going to be at this WrestleMania. Oh, okay. And it was supposed to be a surprise that he just got in his doghouse for his whole career. Push. One of wow. the most like underwhelming moments of this mania is when, so Shane McMahon's coming out now to face his dad. He looks the part. His, his tune, his tune is still the Vince tune. It is, yeah. They come out to the exact same entrance. Yeah. Interesting. But he he gets in the ring with a microphone and he goes, "Oh, I got some of my guys here. Some of my WCW guys. All six of them. And it he, he like points. <laughs> and he looks so bored as well. But the camera can't even find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The camera's like um, an executive box. <laughs> yeah. From, from, the, from the names, from the names that uh, rung true to us and that we remember, I think you we spot uh, Lance Storm and Stacy Keebler. Yes. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Hugh Morris is there. I think maybe Sean Stasiak is there. I don't know. Oh, think, man. We've got Fink in the ring. Introducing from Greenwich, Connecticut. There we go, look. So we've got Mick Foley coming out as a special guest referee in just a white shirt that he's spray painted with black marks, which is amazing. Very Best good. referee outfit ever. Yeah. And Vince comes out next in the most iconic Vince gear ever. Mm. The black... With the red, with the red yeah, black it. with red. It's weird his. seeing Vince like covered up. He usually loves a vest and a lot, like a full bottle of oil on each arm. I can't believe he didn't go topless for this mania. But here comes Vinnie Mark doing his Conor McGregor walk. He's got the billion dollar princess behind him. Such a good heel. Shane was great. We think this is the first time he hits the coast to coast. We might be wrong. Yeah, no, think I think it is. It is. Yeah, it, uh, Rock, Jim Ross makes such a big deal about it when he hits it that I think that, and they, they don't call it a coast to coast. No. Um, they, he, he just obviously expresses how far he's jumped and hit the bin and stuff. And I think, yeah, it must this be was a good time. match considering it's Vincent Shane. And Shane's quite a good worker. Um, I don't want to see him anymore, but yeah. So the way I remember coast this match is that these two are at it for a little while. They're like brawling. 
Vince then gets the upper hand because Stephanie pulls Vince off the table when Shane's about to elbow yeah, so he goes through it. He I know we say it. I know we say that we don't want we're not looking forward to Shane v Braun. And I mean for some it. for somebody who isn't a professional wrestler Some slaps from Vince. He, Come on. he puts on a good show sometimes. He's like he, Yeah, that's what I said. That his match with AJ. That yeah, was good. That was very good. He he used to be good, Shane, but he's just not very good anymore. No. Shane's on the top right, ready to do his famous elbow drop onto the table. I wonder if that sequins daddy girl top is custom made, or you can. I bet that's in some proper weirdo's basement now. That that jacket that you bought off eBay. Yeah, we need our listeners to get in touch. Let us know if the daddy's girl sequin top is available, and also let us know who the remaining three WCW wrestlers <laughs> from Starcade and Mania were, because it's gone from my head now. Who have we had so far, Quinn? We've had Brett. So we mentioned, uh, you mentioned Brett Hart. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. And Hogan. Hogan, and Hogan. Yeah. So there's three left. There's three left. Oh, here we go. Look. Trish in a JR hat. Linda in a fugue state. Linda in a fugue state. <laughs> Linda's amazing in this match. Right, let's do these shots. Oh, hellfire. This is horrible, this tequila. Sip of tequila for the working it man. Makes the rocks taste good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, for me, Ted. I'm very pregnant. That was rough, that. Ugh. Right, so we're about to get some interaction between Trish and... Yeah, so Stephanie. Trish is helping up Vince, or she's pretending to, and then we get a good old... Uh, get that camera right. They're oily. oily they them. are oily, them. <laughs> we mean Vince's arms. <laughs> and bam! Ah, big old slap to big Vince. Big old stratisfaction slap to the and chairman of the board. Steph's not happy about it. And then Trish and Steph go at it for a bit. This is yeah, incredible. They roll around. I think Mick gets involved. Linda's just sat there. So then Trish chases Steph down the ramp. Oh, big bump from Steph. And then some big old slaps from Trish. They're all landing as well. How these two didn't get a mania match is beyond me. Trish and Steph would have been money. Money. So oh. Steph slaps Mick right around the eye. Looks real, that. Yeah. And then Mick and Trish kind of chase Steph down the ramp. Yeah, Steph does a good bump here. Oh, oh. she does runaway villain bump. Oh, no. She fell over a wire. Yeah, the one that Raven missed. And then they're gone. Trish is chasing Steph and then heels, man. How do you walk up a ramp and then heels? <laughs> This is good. I love the camera handle on this. They zoom in on Vince. Oh, and he just calls her a he bitch. Goes, bitch, you bitch. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that camera angle's so good. So then Jay goes, I, I think she just called her a bitch. And he's about to lay hands and then look who comes back to save the day. What are you going through, Linda McMahon's? This is my life. Yeah. yeah. If we can describe Linda McMahon's look, like her hairstyle, her dress sense. She's, I think she's what all Karens are based <laughs> on. Yeah. Oh, vicious oh. chair shot from Vince to Mick. The referee's the Unprotected down. chair shot. Mick doesn't care. Oh, it was allowed back then. For the house. So wow. many. For the house. So many For unprotected house. chair oh, shots. <laughs> For the house, brother. And now Vince has got his hands on his wife and he's wheeling her to the ring. This doesn't bode well, does it? No. And it's your favourite weapon coming up now, isn't it, Jay? The, the old steel trash can. Trust the old trash not, can. Not one, not two, but three Wonder steel that. trash yeah, no. cans. I've never seen 
a bin like that out in the public. <laughs> <laughs> it's because people just hate each other. Mate, it's cultural it, differences. We don't, we don't live in America, do is we? It, is it like a paradox? The, the reason we don't see them is because people would hit each Absolutely. other every time. Or is it street. because they... Every time I walk down the street, I'll be hit you with that. Yeah. <laughs> every it, time. In NXT UK, they just use green bins. <laughs> <laughs> So Vince is telling Linda to watch. So he's Kane and Shane with the bin. So Shane, Shane's on the deck. Vince has got the bin over his head. He's telling Linda to watch. That pops for Linda McMahon. Legs a little wider, Vince. Legs a little wider. There you go. Not a shot. Oh, what a sound. Right into the McMahon. And Family Jews. Mix come back out of nowhere. Oh, Mick Mick's, throwing digs. Mick classic punches, punches in the corner. Yeah. Mick was always good at doing those punches in the corner. Oh, so good. And he's he, he makes the noise. Hey, 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 yeah, And the running knee, groin to the face. Oh man, the crowd are going absolutely ape. And now Vince is in the corner, man, and Shane setting up. The crowd are literally on their feet for for Vince view Shane, which is mad. That's how good the crowds were back then. We're coming up to what we mentioned earlier that we think is the... We think so. Is a debut coast-to-coast. Coast. I think it is. I don't remember seeing it before. He nails this one, though, to be fair. Yeah. 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 yeah, we've not seen it before. Yeah, this is definitely the first time we've What's Jim calling it? No, a, bra- a drop kick. A drop. As you say, drop, drop kick. kick. And then that's the uh, that's the that's the win for Shane. Shane McMahon gets the victory over Daddy with a coast to coast, the first ever coast to coast. Good fifteen minute match, guys. If we are wrong on that, get in touch at Fresh on the Heels on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. We think that's the first time we've seen a coast to coast. Linda's clapping. Linda's not drugged up. She's not fugued. Do you know what I think, boys? I think Trish didn't give her the right medicine. Yeah, not enough. And she's awake. Up the volume, Trish. Kick Vince in the nuts. Okay, so on the back of the street fight then, which I think we all thoroughly enjoyed, we move on to just the the little known bout. Tables, tables. ladders and chairs, oh my. Tables and ladders and chairs. Oh my. Setting it all up. So this is number ladder. two. Yeah, this is this is the the third one in the trilogy. But it's number two TLC. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, so when did TLC one happen? The SummerSlam. The SummerSlam before. Yeah, and that was so. By process of elimination, we've already worked out that Mick Foley was commissioner prior to this mania because he was commissioner who made TLC. Right, is that right? Okay, but then Regal's commissioner though at this point. Yeah, Regal's yeah. But we were saying earlier we wasn't sure if we, if uh, Foley. Was this was his farewell? All oh, right, yeah, yeah. But he must have been commissioner because he was the one who invented TLC. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, what we had was WrestleMania 2000, which was the triple threat ladder match. So yeah, and then the SummerSlam of that year was the introduction to TLC, which and Edge and Christian won. Yeah, well, Edge and Christian. So they won the whole trilogy. They, they won all. They three. completed the trilogy. They won all of them. Right. Um, so the Dudleys are going into champions. Well, they're not. Cha- they're champs. not champions at any of them, are they? No, they win it each time, yeah. yeah. I, th- I, th- I feel like the Dudleys might be the champions on every one. Could be, could be a strong possibility. They are on this one, anyway. 
There's a lot of ifs and buts in this episode, guys. So if you do can correct us and do have the answers. Yeah, listen. So we've had not only a shot of the Rocks tequila, but also some of Jay's tequila, plus a few beers alongside. And we're only he doesn't about... brew it here in the flat. Yeah, so. we're about halfway through the episode, so we've just been out for a quick beer run. Still social distances. We wore our masks. I think. On the way to the shop, Jay, you had a little bit of an epiphany, didn't you? Yeah. You got some of the some more answers to some Quinn's I questions. Got two, yeah, and there was no googling. I just came from there. I was going through manias. No googling. So give us give us your two boys. I got um, Macho Man, which is right. Yeah. Ooh yeah. Ooh yeah. And so yeah, so Randy Savage, he has main evented two WrestleManias and one Starcade. And uh, good old Roddy Piper. Roddy yeah, Piper. Piper. Main event of cool. first WrestleMania. So, Roddy Piper was one WrestleMania. The and, first one. And one Starcade. He, he he headlined a Starcade in 96 against Togan for the title, in which Hogan retained. So, you've got one wrestler left to guess. Are you any closer, you? No. I can't think. I'm going to guess he's probably a main eventer in the early 90s. Amazing. So I think what I said to you guys before was that he was. We talk about Hogan's, uh, the Savages, the Pipers, then going into the Flares, etc. He's around at this era. We all know his name, but he wasn't the main eventer. Lex Luger. No. Oh! Now, that's a really good shout. But no, 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 no. Fuck. No. Think closer to that. Think closer to that. Um. This is tough, man. You've done great, really well. Great you've question, done, You've done really Jay's well. Jay's done really well. Sid Vicious. On the fucking Fuck nail. There we go. Sid, Sid Vicious. Vicious. Yeah. Oh. Sid. Sid Vicious. And uh, yeah, so he, he had he had two WrestleMania main events. Cycles. One yeah. against Hogan. Which he lost he the lost. title to Undertaker WrestleMania, didn't he? He did, Undertaker's yeah. Undertaker's first title. Yeah, yeah. So he lost both. He lost to Hogan and he lost to Undertaker. Yeah. And then he uh, main evented Starcade for the WCW World Title against Scott Steiner, where he lost. Nice. Well two, done, guys. You got all six. We are sat back watching the TLC two. Oh, Bubba just fucking powerbomb Jeff through a table onto Edge. Or onto edge through a table. Yeah, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Edge and Christian vying for gold. This felt big. This one. Yeah. Jr. Again, absolutely smashing his chops off on commentary. Three of the best tag teams, maybe ever. Yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes three from our childhoods, anyways, aren't they? Let's be honest. These and the... there was no one really else, was there? Like, no, we talked about this yesterday. Like, there's, there's teams on the cusp, but never like. You got the ABA and you got the Hollies and stuff like that. Interestingly enough, if New I've, Age Outlaws, yeah, if they I've, weren't in this league. If I've spoken no. to people that may well, well, they are in this league, right? may have been fans of wrestling as kids and not pursued it like we have, yeah, and they speak about these kind of matches and and the manias and stuff like that. And I've spoken to a couple of people about it, and and they always talk about the TLC match. Now, in my head. My, the freshest memories is WrestleMania 2000 with the first one. Mm. But you find a lot of these people that you talk to that maybe don't follow it now will talk about this match because of the inclusion of Spike Dudley, Rhino, and Lita. Yeah. So I think out of the three, this is the most remembered one. I think 
Oh, Spike Dudley with a Dudley dog onto the table from the top apron. Yeah. Here comes a man beast, oiled up. Rhino. Little gore to bugger. I think Matt takes a horrible gore through the table. It's his head on the turnbuckle. Oh. So Spike's out, Rhino's out. I think Leah shows up in a minute. Oh, this chair shot. Alright, Horrible chair shot. Like, no, just fucking takes it like a Lita's chance. about to eat a 3D. She smashes her head off Bubba's chest as well. Oh, <laughs> good, good safe 3D there, boys. There is no necessary reason for Jeff to Swanton, Spike and Rhino. They're not involved in the match. Yeah, but doesn't getting involved, it's taking out the equation, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, Jeff's climbing the ladder. brutal. Like reading intel and hearing about how he, he smashes Spike in the mouth with his elbow. <laughs> you see Spike checking his teeth. Thank God, man. You hear him? So Jeff Hardy knocked out Spike Dudley's teeth in that movie. Yeah. Oh. So Jeff has got three ladders set up oh. in the middle of the ring. Oh, okay, so Devon's safe. Christian's trying to fumble for the belt. He's down, he's down, he's down. Oh, and he's gone as well. So Jeff is about to climb across three ladders set up next to each other. Yeah, almost like, like a tight almost, yeah. And there's no balance from the first one. This is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, he doesn't oh. go the way he, he could, That could have gone well. horribly. If he'd fallen and smashed his face on that or something, that would have been bad. Yeah. So this is him and cursing this, now. This you can see him cursing in frustration because he's obviously told the guys that that would work. But Jeff's climbing up to grab him. Would have been a hell of a spark. Trying to reach. He's got a hand on the belt. Oh, and now he's just he's dangling it. and he's prone. Grabs the ladder back, but Bubba takes it off him. Edge is climbing a 20 foot ladder. This is one of my favourite wrestling moments. The camera angle, the timing, the commentary. Oh, so good. Edge with a 20 foot ladder. Let's bear on Jeff Hardy. Just the, the, the timing and the, the flash bulbs. It's so that that's like the moments in time that'll always be shown. You know, like, yeah. like Hulk slamming Andre, Austin bleeding in the sharpshooter. That's one of them, isn't it? Watching stuff like that, kind of, we can all be in agreement that we're incredibly happy to have Edge back. Oh, you don't hurt. So Rhino just pushes the ladder. Sends Matt Hardy and Bubba Ray Dudley through two four stacks, tables. Yeah. four tables. Yeah. But just before that, you hear you hear Matt shouting Rhino like, "Hurry up, <laughs> Rhino!" So Edge and Christian pick up the win in this TLC, completing the trilogy. Then yeah. so they won TLC one. They won that first ladder match, and they win again. I think this makes sense as well because if you give the victory here to one of the other two teams. You've almost got to go again yeah. with a bit of a decider. So I think having Edge and Christian just reign supreme throughout. Dudley's didn't need it. Hardy's didn't need it. They are synonymous with the TLC match as it is. So their fame was kind of already there. This was 
maybe the beginning of Edge really showing. I was just about to say that. Yeah, Yeah, I think maybe this could have been the beginning of the push that Edge began to receive. I think you go into King of the Ring this year. I think he wins King of the Ring this year. Because the main year after this is when uh, Christian's a heel and going uh, one on one, and Edge is a big face. Yeah, so that was his get past the tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then at at twenty at WrestleMania nineteen, sorry, Edge maybe is in a bigger singles role. Match ten, right? Got twenty seconds more than China versus Ivory, and it was an eight man battle royale. <laughs> Tells you all you need to know, really, doesn't it? I'd love to know what WrestleMania they decided to stop doing a gimmick battle royal. The gimmick battle royal. The best part of this thing. I've decided to actually put the Andre the Giant yeah. mantle on it. The best to maybe a bit of credit to whoever wins it rather than yeah. the gobble. Do you know what? I would take <laughs> a gimmick battle royale over a fucking Andre the Giant every day of the week. <laughs> no, At least you know what it is. No, At least you know what it is. The Andre the Giant means nothing yeah. to nobody. <laughs> Who's, who have our previous winners, boys? So it was Cesaro, Big Show, Corbin, Mojo, Matt Hardy, Strowman won the last one. Wow. Yes, he did, yeah. He did. The, was the one last year? In 2019, no. No. no I'm going to skip the gimmick, gimmick Battle Royale. Have you skipped it? Yeah. What were your favourite parts of the Battle Royale, Jamie? The end. Of Lovely. It. <laughs> yeah, say no more. We've now got Motorhead. So, we've got <laughs> Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy from Motorhead singing... Change the bleeding The best, the best entrance. <laughs> I fucking love Trips' entrance. By the way, I've seen a few live bands do uh, entrances. This is one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. This is so yeah, good. Yeah. Because the best thing about Motorhead is... <laughs> I don't think I've got it. The best thing about Motorhead is that they <laughs> sound the exact same. Yeah, I don't think we get it much these days. I think we saw, um, we saw that girl play the guitar for Shinsuke. Yeah, it was, she's like Alice Cooper's guitarist, I yeah. think, isn't she? Um, and we've seen... But I think it is this sort of era that we saw things like Limp Bizkit. Yeah, they did Rolling for Taker. Did Rolling for Taker. Unreal. Um, what's he called? Kid Rock did something once, didn't he? Again, was that for Taker as well? Maybe. Yeah. American Badass. Orton's, yeah, American Orton's Badass. had his done. Bray yeah. Wyatt got his done once. CM Punk big. CM Punk had cult of personality oh, at Mania. Against Taker, yeah. Against Taker, yeah. Oh, did he? All right, okay. But... Triple H's Motorhead yeah, entrance is, is spot on. And look at the guy, man. I mean, and look at his obviously love for Motorheads. They did Evolution's theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know his but Lemmy is from the grave. Yeah. Wait a minute, and, Lemmy's here now. <laughs> and Triple H's, you know, his uh, like, authority figure, something that. Um, oh yeah, they do. On your knees, yeah. dog. Bow down to the king. Oh, amazing, <laughs> yeah. Lemmy, how do you find the time? <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're on the penultimate penultimate match, right? Yeah. This is the penultimate match. So this is co-main event, if you like, in current days. It's Triple H versus Taker. This is with... their first, is it? This is their the first time they faced on pay per view, yeah, the f- and the first of three matches at Mania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think the Taker might get the victory, just because I think they're going to keep this thing. So, are you guys familiar with 
how many times Undertaker has won at WrestleMania. Yes. Because yeah. I think that what they're doing is building somewhat of a, um, what's the word, a streak. <laughs> I think they're building a streak for Taker at the point of this match. How many has won so far? So this will be number nine if he wins, nice. believe Oh, I never, I never really saw him as a, as a main eventer. No, but I think, I mean, it's a bit mad to throw it out there, but I think they might carry on this streak for maybe like another eight or nine years. Yeah. May, maybe longer. And then I hope that if they decide to break it, they then try to carry it on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to see, hopefully, <laughs> whoever breaks the streak will be an up-and-coming talent. And for me, 2001, is there a more up-and-coming talent than Brock Lesnar? He's not in it yet, is it? No, who's, who's Brock Lesnar? <laughs> well, I've got the inside dirt <laughs> sheet. Right. So this well, is I an inter- interesting question for the podcast then, boys. At what point do you think that Taker's streak became the streak. Because I think he's wrestling Triple H now, right? And they're not talking about it. And I'm looking at it. No one's mentioned it. I think Triple H could easily... It isn't mentioned throughout this mania, is it? Triple H in 2001 could easily win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The way he was booked at this point in time, he was the fucking King of Kings. He was the main guy. He could have easily pinned Taker clean. Yeah. But he didn't. So I'll come to you first, Jay. What point do you think the the streak was I think like a, I think yeah. I, I think when it hit ten. So okay. so at WrestleMania eighteen he beat Ric Flair, didn't he? Which is a you know a big name to beat. So I think after that you got ten years out losing. People I think that's when they started calling it a thing. So we were talking about well, this maybe area, around yeah. the time of the Randy Orton match, even like a bit later. Which is a when was that? That was twenty one maybe or something. It's weird, isn't it? Because there's, there was a couple of throwaway years, isn't there? There's yeah, 19 one, against... There was one year when it was a handicap match. Yeah, against Big Show and um, A-Train. Yeah. Albert. Yeah, yeah. Because he was supposed to be tagging with Nathan Jones, yeah. wasn't he? But he he was uh, deemed a dangerous... Shite, yeah. yeah. So in tr- this match here, was, Triple H had just gone into Mike Chioda, the ref. Oh, he's, he's back up, but he goes down later in the match. Oh, here. Undertaker, for no reason, just fucking elbow drops him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, why? <laughs> Is he up yet, Kyoda? Yeah. Come on, last. Struggling. Come on, MC. So the finish of the match is Undertaker, last ride, trips. And Undertaker is 9-0. and all. I've got to be honest. I I still to this day think the introduction of the last ride was was great. Like, proper rejuvenating his character in that sense. Like Horrible it's su- finisher to take. It's su- oh, yeah, it hurt like hell. But it's such a good finisher. So now we go into the best... Promo package in wrestling history, possibly for Stone Cold v The Rock. It is the best. It, it, it is. It just is. For their yeah. second main event. The only thing it can be rivaled with is um, uh, Creed. Um, My sacrifice. <laughs> My sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. That was just like a little vignette. That wasn't. That was like. For... <laughs> That shit. <laughs> I don't know Ronan Keaton did a fucking promo for WWE. Oh, are we on the tequila? Just uh, yeah. another last one for, from our Dwayne. Our Dwayne. Yeah. For the house. Woo! Oh, for the house, brother. Woo! Yeah, talk us through this one then, Quinn. Right. So, uh, in the lead up. Rock was given Deborah as his manager, right? He was. So at the time, Deborah was uh, the bionic 
Redneck's wife. Legit. Legit. Yeah. Not a, not a Mrs. Story. Bionic Redneck <laughs> to you. <laughs> Mrs. Texas Rattlesnake. Um, Mrs. 16. <laughs> and, and I think from the build-up, what we see is Austin has told The Rock, if you let anything, if anything happens to her, it's your ass is grass. And I'm going to smoke it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and then what we see now is yeah. a promo is uh, Kurt Angle getting involved because Kurt Angle's not long lost the title to The Rock leading into this yeah. WrestleMania. Is that right? Yeah, Kurt's a lot around this this event. So just as a bit of flavour, so Austin wins the Rumble, and Rock beats Kurt Angle for the title, which sets up this mania. Was that at Rumble or was that a bit later on? No way out. No way out. Yeah. So Rock's the champ. Austin's the Rumble winner. These two give a little bit of uh, back and forth where they're going to pretend to stunner each other, pretend to rock bottom each other, they get in each other's face, and then Deborah gets her, and From Austin angle, yeah. flips, Austin flips and stunners the rock, so rock then stunners Austin, bear flies out his mouth, part. you've got Limp Biscuit doing absolute God's work with this tune. It's the way it drops in and out. Rock versus Austin, man. Main event, WrestleMania 17. Again, the second of three. And Austin's got a fire in his belly. It's his hometown in Houston, man. He is looking the best he's ever looked. JR's on comms. Have you seen the nick on his head? He's got it already. Yeah. Some pre-cut wounds there. And if you're somewhere... Out comes my Mount Rushmore. Number Dragging one pick. belt. Oh, well, yeah, this is one in, one in two, one in... One, one in three, three for me, yeah. D-Bry snuck in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This match is the epitome of my childhood wrestling yeah. fandom. So good. So many false finishes. Both get colour. The flash bulbs for The Rock. Just The Rock, man, putting the sharpshooter on Austin when they're both bloody. Austin's reigniting that whole breath. Yeah, angle from Mania, yeah, fifteen, whatever 13, it was, thirteen, thirteen, yeah. Mania thirteen, yeah. It's incredible. So what, the sharpshooter is something I always forget that the Rock did. Oh like, yeah, when you yeah, think yeah. of it, and it, when you think of his like his arsenal, yeah, I forget about the sharpshooter, but he was very, he very, he loved it. Yeah, he's very fucking good at it. Back in eighty, didn't he? And, um, tribute to Brett, or straight into it. Austin we, just we talk about. Rock. Uh, every wrestler has a finisher that doesn't ever win a match. The sharpshooter for The Rock never won him a match. No, 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 no. no. Unreal. The Rock's 27 or 28 in this match. That's fucking insane. That is how mad. he was so at the top of his game so young. Yeah. Like like a duck to water, wasn't he? Yeah, in, oh, yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He's just too good. Okay, boys. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap this up now because I'm getting too drunk to function. So, we are watching Stone Cold versus The Rock. We know full well Vinnie Mac's going to come down to ringside. Vince McMahon's going to give the steel chair to Stone Cold. He's going to break up the pin from The Rock. Rock's going to chase him around the ring. And Stone Cold's going to turn heel to JR's and the entire Reliant Astrodome's dismay. He's, He's aligning with the enemy. Well, we talked about this earlier, didn't the we? Devil we himself, he's, I think that he's, might be a he's claimed somewhere. it himself that that he had he regrets the finish. 
We know that Stone Cold regrets shaking hands with Vince. I think he enjoyed the finish. I don't think he wanted to shake hands yeah. with Vince. It's not a very Austin thing to do to shake hands, is it? No, I don't think he's done anyone. I don't think he's done anything similar since. No. I think he never did anything. He's looking at McMahon deeply in the eyes and he's about to shake hands with the chairman of the board. The devil. His biggest rival. The devil himself. Paul Heyman rightly says at this point, I believe, Austin will do anything, and I mean anything, to win the WWF title. And he's standing there in front of all his hometown crowd, and they aren't best pleased. No, I'm, 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 I'm always about a babyface. Like I love babyfaces getting the wins, but there are certain times when a heel gets a win like that, and I think it's beautiful to watch in the terms of like the whole like Eddie Guerrero we talked about it and like I'll cheat to win because I'd, I'd sell both of you out if it meant I could go with a WWE title give I give a fuck about either of you I'll stun <laughs> my mum if I had to yeah <laughs> like, if that meant I was going home if I was having that moment when I was the gold is above my head <laughs> in Houston, Texas 100% Stone Cold beats The Rock with assistance from his arch nemesis, Vince McMahon. VKM. The archest nemesis. <laughs> and Great Mania. Some highlights. Jake, you first, boy. Edge's spear on Jeff Hardy. Off the top of the ladder? Off the top of the ladder. <laughs> One of the best moments in wrestling history. Yeah. The, the hardcore match I loved. Quinn? Uh, yeah, I, the fact that we saw... Triple H lose to Undertaker. I never saw it coming. Clean. Yeah, clean. Yeah. Uh, it's like you said earlier, it's almost like they're trying to build up a streak. That's the TLC. That's it. That is it. That's, and that I, and the street fight. I like the street fight too. But yeah, what the street fight? Shane and Vince. Was that a street fight? Yeah. Of course it was. He had a trash can. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the, staple, the staple of any street match. The finish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, the highlights are the, the TLC. Paradox, the paradox of trash cans. <laughs> the TLC and Austin B. Rock, I think. Yeah. We can, uh, Do you know what, though? Regal Jericho was good. Yeah, and, Regal Angle Jericho. Angle Benoit was good. Yeah. It was all just top to bottom. Gimmick battle yeah. royal. The ch- <laughs> top to bottom. Look <laughs> out of Look out of here. The entire card, the commentary, the crowd... The yeah, promos with Limp Biscuit, Iron Sheik, the guessing game that Quinn put us through for the entire episode, just fucking perfect. It's it's nostalgia at its best, isn't it? Yes. Happy birthday, Jay! Happy birthday, Jamie! Tequila Doral. Cheers, guys. Let's do this shot, and then, and then we're going home, brothers. If you have any interest in us doing this next time, uh, please get in touch. Twitter, Instagram at Fresh on the Heels. Bye, brother. Yeah.